Howdy folks, this is Dr. Matt Grishop, director of the Grimm Family Center for Organic Production and Research at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, and you're joining us for Organic Chat. So uh, why don't you introduce yourself? So my name is Mary Nascimento, and I'm a fourth year agricultural communications major with a minor in ag business. I'm originally from Turlock, which is in the Central Valley of California. Uh, born and raised there and I came out here for college. Um, I started here actually my sophomore year because I stayed home freshman year because of COVID. So, oh yeah, right. And then, yeah, I basically immediately was interested in this position because my she's my roommate now. At the time, she was just my friend from home. Mm-hmm. Um, had gotten a job on the organic farm and she loved it and it was something that I was just really excited to get involved in because I had had a Um, a garden SAE through FFA, which is a supervised agricultural experience, Mm -hmm. um, through FFA, where I just, I helped my dad in our vegetable garden. I basically took it over from him, um, our vegetable garden at home, and I loved it, and I was so excited to work on the farm, and I've been here for almost two years now. Yeah. That's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, since then, you've you've joined us with the center as our sort of as I like to say, social media maven. Yes. Manager, um, (laughs) which is great, because I've I'm miserable at it. Um, <laughs> so I, I got to ask you an immediate question, though. So what what were your favorite things to grow in your garden in Turlock? The tomatoes always did really well in our garden. Mm-hmm. I don't really like tomatoes, which is really unfortunate <laughs> because that would, be, heat. that would be, yeah, it would be so convenient to like snack on a tomato while I'm out there harvesting yeah. or whatever. But you can't, I can't really do that because I do not enjoy the taste. But um, I love the smell of tomato plants. Oh, yeah. Just the, they smell so good. Yeah, they I, do. It, I want a candle in that scent. So, Mary, what does organic agriculture mean to you? When you think about organics in agriculture, what is that all about? So, I actually do not come from an organic agriculture background. My only experiences are from working here on the farm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, before I started here, I didn't really have... any background knowledge on it at all I didn't know what it meant to grow organically Um, and now I've kind of come to this understanding sort of um, where soil health is like the main Mm -hmm. goal of organic farming Um, and I love that part of it I think that it's super cool and super interesting and I did take one soil science class here oh great Um, so I, I kind of I have a very basic understanding of it, um, but I just, I, I love learning about soil um, health when it comes to organic farming, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just sustainability is something else that I think about um, when it comes to organic agriculture. Um, yeah, uh, water use and sustainable, just sustainable farming practices in general with like carbon emissions and things like that. Um, I find that really interesting as well. Um, something else that and I it's think- it's funny how so much of that comes back to yeah. soil health, right? Yes, exactly. I mean, just having organic matter mm-hmm. means that you can hold on to water, yep. you can hold on to nutrition, yep. you can do things that you can't really do if you don't have organic matter yep. in a healthier soil. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's also something that I, I feel like I see the soil, you can just really see how the soil is doing. Like just, you could just look at it and you're like, ooh, mm-hmm. that soil need some work <laughs> it's not it, yeah it's it's really interesting to like see the the real difference in the soil um based on like management practices and things like that i find that do you really tend cool. to smell soil when you first come across a new soil do you like try to get a <laughs> handful of it and take a big whiff <laughs> i you know i do love the smell of soil mm-hmm. 
I have some pretty embarrassing story, stories from when I was a kid about like eating dirt and things well, like that. Well, I think we've all done that. <laughs> we like, all done some, that. <laughs> my parents have some horrible stories about me and a fish pond that they were cleaning out. Yeah. And uh-oh. I won't go any farther. Uh oh. <laughs> and then my, my uh, middle son, actually, when we were growing chickens in Michigan, um, there's a story about mucking out a chicken house. And oh, interesting. okay. Oh, yeah. So, no, so you're, you're in good company there. Um, that makes me feel better. But yeah, I, but I've always, it's amazing. I mean, the, how you can smell soil health too. And I mean, I've been told mm-hmm. that it's the ictinomycetes, which hopefully I said correctly as yeah. an entomologist, but, but there is that very particular smell and the friability and the texture and the, interesting. yeah, it's, it's, um, and it's interesting how, how much of a feeling it is sometimes yeah. as, as much as anything, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, obviously we can measure so many things about tests, soils, but, yeah. but there is that, that sort of experience of it. Yep. So it's really, and, yeah, it's just the soil here is so different from the soil that I grew up with. Mm. Um, even just going back home over, I went home a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and I was walking through our little garden and it's just so much sandier there. And I for, yeah. almost forgot what that was like after working on the farm for so many years with yeah. the like, heavy clay that we have. Um, yeah, it is. We have, it's, it's turns into concrete in a hurry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Which for me, it's funny because it's very, the, the soils here are very um, similar to what we grew up with and what I grew up with in our mm-hmm. backyard gardens in Davis. We actually had the very similar, really heavy. Really? Yeah. That's I mean, so it's it's hard to drive a shovel into it when yeah. it's dry. Um, yeah, that's interesting. And um, But other parts of the world I've, I've lived mm-hmm. in, certainly like the Kansas soils I was familiar with with our gardens there were sandy loamy mm-hmm. and... Um, really easy to till and and plant in um but yeah it is it is so it's so fascinating how those those differences carry through yeah (laughs) Yeah. what have you brought back to the garden um with you from what you've learned here at cal poly in the organic farm well i i think i plus going back to the tomatoes um we kind of do things differently here than we do at home Mm -hmm. um just with the way we tie them up and things like that um trellising them Mm -hmm. um I thought that that was kind of interesting because I had spent a lot of time um we used sawhorses actually at home oh okay and then like I don't even remember sawhorses and some just some like biodegradable string twine things uh that my dad just uses for he's he's um an almond farmer okay yeah he uses they tie trees with this stuff all the time it's like a rope of some kind you say it the that. northern way i do yeah. i do from turlock i would have expected <laughs> that almond but uh, yeah i think a lot of people in turlock say it's kind of almond it's not, it depends also yeah. if your family is in the industry or not okay i notice a lot more with kids whose families in the industry that they say almond a lot more yeah. but even my roommate who's from the same hometown as me well she lives like five minutes from me um she says almond and I yeah. give her a hard time for that. Well, as a Yolo kid, Yolo <laughs> County kid, yeah, yep. it was always Ammon. Ammon and, yep. and all the all the uh, walnut and Ammon growers that I yeah. knew growing up, of yeah. course, it was Ammon. And you know, do we owe it to the audience to tell them why we say Ammon? <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. It's because when you shake the Ammons, you knock the L out of them. So they're almonds on the tree, yeah. Ammons off the tree. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So anyone who's seen a shaken tree harvester. <laughs> We'll, yep. we'll, we'll get that because yep. it is a pretty you really do <laughs> and i've seen this in tart cherries too in other parts of the world but it's it's pretty dramatic what we do to those trees to get the fruit off it's <laughs> it's um 
And they survive somehow. <laughs> somehow. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't. And you can actually have really bad, yeah. bad management with that. So you have to be very careful who you have in Absolutely. there. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's fun. I was just talking with some, well, I think they're from the southern, more southern regions. They would have said almond. But yeah. um, some almond growers, I guess. <laughs> and they were talking about how, you know, a green shaker, uh, so someone who hasn't done it before yes, can, yeah. can be like the worst pest so management detrimental. issue oh my that gosh. you have. And, yeah. Big and, pest, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, and it it makes me think. It's kind of like you know, you think about it. You never want to be. You never want to be the first person that a surgeon's working on, right? <laughs> yeah. You never really want that. I mean, but they have to have they a have first have person, a first, right? Yeah. And I was thinking when yeah, when sure. I was having this conversation with this, uh, it was actually a PCA, but yeah. um, I was thinking the same thing. It's like, yeah, you kind of don't want to be the first. Yeah. You don't want to be the first orchard to have a a, a, a new you know shaker yeah. crew boss. <laughs> Because um, it could get exciting. Yeah, my dad, they had a situation like that years and years ago, and they're still dealing with ramifications. Oh, yeah. It's, the trees, well, they'll just, it takes them a while to die, but they'll yeah. die eventually. It's kind of sad seeing them. Yeah, orchards, well, it's, but... it's that sort of healthy plant thing, right? Yeah. It's, you've, you've made a foundational, fundamental change yep. to that plant's health, and yep. now there's all kinds of uh, sort of... Um, fungi and insects and things that will take advantage mm-hmm. of that um, i'm not up on my on my um almond diseases but we, we saw this definitely in apples yeah in, in, in the midwest yeah. where you do a little bit of damage and then you get white and black rot and then yeah. and then maybe you get some bark beetles and then your trees are dead downhill from there yeah and it's, it's it's sad but that's one of the weird things about perennial crops in general i think um mm-hmm. you know i i was a i i did some high density apples i put some in um, professionally with Michigan State and those mm-hmm. turned out well because it wasn't me doing the training the ones <laughs> I did were just miserable in my backyard but but it's weird it's like with perennial crops it's like it takes you three years to know yeah. how badly you've screwed up I mean and then it shows up and, and then you see all your mistakes well and as a parent I sometimes say it's kind of like parenthood it right? is where, yeah you know, it's actually like you, don't, you don't really know if what you did was a good thing How or a bad thing going to turn out for at least three years <laughs> and then it's like oh wow oh that yeah that structure is no good and <laughs> well I'm we not, can't go back to three years a, yeah earlier. <laughs> that's a bunch of blind wood that's not going to produce any crop um so uh, yeah well hey maybe that's a great segue to the to the you know the questions we talked about today so you know in, in the in that sort of flavor of um, <laughs> mistakes that you don't see for three years what would you say Oh gosh. <laughs> what what has been sort of like your biggest farming quote unquote mistake? This is actually something that has stuck with me. This happened last summer. Oh it's, wow, it's a recent one. Um well actually it happened summer this I guess that would be two summers ago then. Yeah. It was it wasn't this last summer. So summer twenty twenty two. I forget that. Yeah, it was summer twenty twenty two. Oh COVID has made everything interesting it, with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was summer twenty twenty two. I was on the farm for the summer. Um, and I had gone back to take the tractor implement back over to, we had been, um, um, what would, oh, laying beds. So oh, okay. shaping beds. Oh, bed shaping. Bed right, shaping, yeah. yes. We had, we were taking the bed shaper back over and, um, I was driving. So I, my coworkers were helping me to unhook from the back. Okay. Um, and I had hopped off and everything, shut the tractor off, put it down. It was fine. We got it unhooked and I go to drive away and, um, I had forgotten that the PTO, the um, power takeoff, yep. which is what they use to like 
basically transfer power from the engine to the implement. Yeah, whatever implement. It's a, yeah. it's a spinning shaft, and it basically hooks yep. into a receptacle on the implement. So whether it's a you know a lawnmower or a planter or anything that needs that energy, it's what yep. it gets. Yep. yep. So the bed shaper was hooked oh, up no. to that, and I drove away with it still attached. Oh, no. But the three-point was... The three-point, the hitch was all unhooked. Right. Um, oh, that yeah. was fine. Okay. I think we'd yep. been using a quick hitch, so yeah. it was that was relatively easy to get unhooked. Yep. But then... <laughs> We spent about an hour <laughs> trying to get it pushed back in, and we eventually did, which was oh. a miracle. Wow. <laughs> because, but there were like three or, there were four or five of us there. Yeah. I think yeah. there were at least four, yeah. potentially five. It yeah. was just very embarrassing. In front yeah. of my coworkers, I was the longest staffed employee at that, yeah. there at that time, because everyone basically goes home for the summer. Yeah, yeah. And I, so I, I was still, I wouldn't say, I hadn't even been there for a year yet, so right. I, was, I wasn't very well seasoned but i feel like i shouldn't have been making that mistake at that point well, but that's, <laughs> that's how you learn right yeah I mean, exactly. that's learned by doing exactly or by you know making and mistakes luckily i did google can you put the pto back in and yet yeah, it all worked out it was fine we didn't have to call my boss which okay. was a relief yeah i don't think he knows so um, Dan, if you're listening, yeah. <laughs> that did happen. So did but... <laughs> the PTO pull out on the tractor or did it pull out on the, on the implement? It pulled out on the tractor. Ooh, so it yeah, came out, okay, it was still yeah. attached to the tractor oh, yeah. and it had been like fully, like way past oh, extended, wow. yeah. it, way past its limit for how far it could be extended. So, so we have so, a tractor with a prehensile PTA. PTA <laughs> it's a little, right. I mean, it still works. Yeah, yeah. We've been using it. No problems. Yeah. So. If there is a problem, that's probably what it was. Yeah, well, but you know, it's, it's old equipment. And, yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so how about, why don't we turn the tables on that? So what, what would you say is your biggest sort of uh, eureka, aha, success uh -huh. moment with, with farming? You know, it actually relates back to the PTO again. Really? Which, yeah, this PTO is, and I, we have a long history. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my biggest success, and it's something that, I mean, I, I don't know, it kind of just helped me feel like really capable in mm -hmm. my abilities. That was yeah. the day that I hooked up the PTO and the the quick hitch and everything mm -hmm. for the, um, for the, oh, was it the mower or the bed shaper? I feel like I should know this. I was so proud of myself. I'm actually not sure. I think it was the mower because the okay. mower is pretty tricky. All right. Um, so it was the day that I got that fully hooked up. Mm -hmm. to the PTO and the hitch all by myself with no supervision and no, and I just like, I, w I don't think I was that new at that point, but I was like, I'm just going to see if I can do it because nice. in the past I had tried and I had kind of gotten stuck at some point and I would have mm -hmm. to call someone for backup. But that day I got it all by myself and I was so proud of myself. Um, and yeah, it just was kind of reassurance that I m like might not have thought that I was capable, but I actually was. Right. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes you need that little push. <laughs> well, and, you know, towards that experiential learning that, mm -hmm. you know, really is the Cal Poly yep. San Luis Obispo, um, since there's three Cal Poly's now, um, <laughs> yeah. brand. Um, I mean, that's a big part of it. And something I reflect on a lot, you know, as we're training students, um, and this may sound terrible, it's... Um, they can break our equipment and ruin mm -hmm. our beds. <laughs> not that you, not that you told me that you ruined a bed, um, or miss trellis or miss prune or whatever yes, else, yeah. so that they don't have to do that, you know, to yours when you hire them. Yep. Um, because and that's that's a big part of learning, right? I mean, we really, 
I mean, as, as I've gotten older, certainly I've, I've really come to appreciate that it's, it's the, when things go sideways, that's really when I have learned the most. And yeah. it's not to say you don't learn when things go well, but um, I, I take it. So the, the second PTO experience we talked about, like, yeah, in terms of history, that was a, that was after the sort of not so yeah. stellar PTO experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You have ups and downs with the PTO, but yeah, yeah that was, I, I'm pretty sure that was after. Well, do you think that that experience, so do you think that the, um, well, it's interesting. We started with soil and now we're talking about ag, ag machinery. But, um, so was your, do you think that the sort of like, oh crap moment you had, was that central to the success that you had later on? Or do you think that it played a big role in your yeah. comfortability? I'm sorry, you being comfortable with, I, with yeah. doing this thing that maybe you weren't comfortable doing? Prior? I think like whatever comfortability I had built up up to that point, mm-hmm. it was kind of, I kind of like took a couple steps backwards after that. And I was like, well, that's yeah, normal. I, but you know what? It also, I check very religiously now every right. time I go to disconnect the implements. I'm always very, very careful well, yeah, because, about that PTO. Because you've, mm-hmm. you've, you've had the had that experience of eating yep. bitter exactly. after um, <laughs> things went a little yeah. not the way you wanted them to. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> That's awesome. So um, what would you tell um, other folks who are thinking about um, getting engaged with um, so for Cal Poly students who are here who are interested in getting engaged with the College of Ag and Food um, Environmental Science programs and maybe the, the farming community here in particular, or for folks who are thinking about Cal Poly, I mean, what, what would you say are the, the top three things to, to experience? Okay, well, something that I've, the top three things to experience. Hmm. I definitely recommend if you are curious about either the conventional farm or the organic farm or the conventional orchard, mm-hmm. just take a walk out to the farm um, and kind of see what it's all about. I mean, if you do want to work here or even take an enterprise, um, I just, I feel comfortable making, I wouldn't say like I make a lot of mistakes, but I'm saying I do feel comfortable when I do make mistakes that. I mean, as long as they're small, which I've never made a massive mistake. Which um, <laughs> well, we'll let Dan comment on that later. Yeah, oh, I don't know about that one. Okay. <laughs> um, I do, I feel like I have some pretty great bosses and I work with really great people. And um, I just, yeah, feel comfortable, you know, learning by doing, definitely. I never feel like I did it wrong. That's really bad. And mm-hmm. I'm never going to recover from that. Like yeah. you, there's definitely like some leeway and it's a great learning environment. It's very set up for you to succeed. Um, but also when you don't succeed, it's set up for you to learn from that um, mm-hmm. and keep pushing forward. Um, other things that they should get involved in, let me think. Um, there's always, yeah, there's, there's a lot of going back to getting involved on the farm or enterprises, I would definitely take enterprise classes in like as many areas as you can. Fit as many oh, enterprises yeah. into your schedule as you can. The enterprises are great. Um, it's not just animal production or you know the farm. There's also I've been in video production enterprises. Okay. There's all sorts. Even the one where they they make podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> That's sort of an enterprise in itself. Um, yeah. It's just like very learn by doing, hands on. Um, I definitely recommend that. Um, departments send out emails with and like potential enterprises all the time, so just keep mm-hmm. an eye out for that. Um, and if you're a prospective student, definitely take enterprises. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
So come see us at the farm. Yes, come see us at the farm. Yeah, we're pretty friendly yeah. for the most part, <laughs> as long as we've been fed. Exactly. And then, um, and then take lots of enterprises. And take lots of enterprises. That's what I'm hearing. Those are the, the two. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, Mary, thank you so much for taking this time. Um, and, you know, you're wearing two hats at this point because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it comes up in the closing credits. But Mary is actually our production engineer as well as, as today's guest. Um, and But, you know, thank you so much for taking the time with us and for Absolutely. all you're doing with the center and um, sharing your experience. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Organic Chat. This podcast is recorded on Macau Poly campus. Production provided by our production engineer, Mary Nascimento.